When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach. As always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Hola. Hola. And uh, joined via Zoom, we have a very special guest today, Mr. Kevin L. Johnson. What is up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, we thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we are a small, humble podcast, and it, it's really special to have you know people like yourself who are willing to take time out of your day to talk to us nerdy idiots so we do appreciate you um kevin uh is a actor who is in uh the current seasons of ozark and um stranger things season four as well which is uh i think breaking all sorts of records um for yeah. most streamed netflix original show um and uh, you've been in some other stuff too which we'll get into in a little bit um but uh, we are super excited to have you. Um, we'll get some of our business stuff out of the way. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Click the little button down on the YouTubes or whatever. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. And if you want to become a patron of the show, check out patreon.com slash nerdswithfriends. Help uh, support the show and get us things like new cameras, lights, mixers, things like that. So we do appreciate that. Cool. Well, we like to start the show... Uh, with a little segment we call Nerdy Confessions, where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, why don't you lead us off? So my nerdy confession is uh, mm -hmm. the fiance, she likes to watch a lot of uh, reality TV. and uh, Yeah, I know. Gross. When she does, <laughs> I usually go, I'll go play video games, I'll go do something else, get on my phone, whatever. And then, like, I was just on the couch, just kind of, like, just on my phone, just going through Twitter, and she was watching... Um, tattoo show uh inked inked yeah with uh oh, yeah. with what's his name uh um oh uh dave navarro yes 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 nice. yes, yes and i was caught myself ah. just kind of like half paying attention and then she like switched to something else. i was like oh no wait wait i want to I see what happens i want to see how that art turned out <laughs> that's how they get you christian <laughs> i was like wait i want to see go ahead and now i'm watching it i keep telling myself as a failed artist this is why i'm watching yeah. you know it's like oh i just want to see the artwork but i'd be fucking lying if yeah, i said yeah, yeah just, i don't stay for the drama you're into the drama <laughs> <laughs> and it's um i suspect like there's always a douchebag in there and he'll he won't be great at tattooing but man, does he stick around for a while? <laughs> he's entertaining, and that's why I'm like, yeah. dude, they're keeping him on clearly because you know he's irritating everyone else, right? And it's like, part of me is like, I want to see this guy go and fail. Part is like, but he's not going to be there, creating the tension. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, you know, like uh, I want, I end up wanting want yeah. them to stay, but that's um, how they suck you back in. Yeah. But man, it's I'm not going to lie, it's entertaining. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, there's very few uh, reality TV shows that I've that I've kind of fallen into. I like ones where they're making something, you know, like um, it's not really. I guess it's not really a reality show, but I like that Worm Life YouTube show where the, it's all about their wood shop. Wormwood. Yeah, Wormwood. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, I like that kind of stuff because I like you know arts and crafts and stuff. But um, yeah, never been into like Love Island. I know is very popular. Um, Love on the Spectrum is yeah. another. I finished Love on the Spectrum. Love yeah, you, on the Spectrum. You like that one too. I got sucked into it's. It's actually really good. It's heartwarming. It's not one yeah. of those like. It's a feel good. It's a feel good one. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, that one I did enjoy. <laughs> Kevin, are you a, a, a reality TV aficionado? I used to watch uh, reality TV. Um, you know, I think back in college, the Real World. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when that was getting big again, uh, I think they did like real world, um, New York and real world, Vegas and real world, uh, California or Los Angeles. Sure. Um, which is, and I'm a big, and I like wrestling. Oh yeah. So when I got into, yeah. So when I got into, uh, I was a wrestling fan back in high school and then kind of got out of it. Yeah. And now I like it again. It's very nostalgic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my buddies, uh, one of my buddies who I do CrossFit with, um, we used to work at a restaurant together, and we have another buddy, and they used to bartend, and we and we got all the like wrestling shows, and you know that's when they, awesome. When they're in town here, um, yeah. But the Miz, I was like, holy cow, the Miz is on Real World. Like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And so, and now he's like this huge wrestler. Yeah. Um, well. But, yeah, this I, is not this is not wrestling TV. related necessarily, but one of my best friends from high school's name is Cody Rhodes, and so oh. and so I keep you know American Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I keep telling him I'm like I'm gonna buy you a shirt. He's like, No, it was my name first. I'm like, I don't know. I think <laughs> <laughs> he's like that. He's not the not the coolest Cody. Uh, and uh, it's like the, it's like the show uh, the movie The Office or Office Space. Yeah, his name is Michael Bolton. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. Like, I think I take Cody Jean, Rhodes over Michael Jean Bolton. Yeah, another another fun wrestling thing. My dad, who looks very much like me with the beard and everything, but more gray hairs. Um, at least for now, we'll see what happens. It's um, definitely it's like looking at like the multiverse. Yeah, it's yeah. Like we see like Cody, like young Cody, and an older Cody. Yeah, like. um, but he he went into the bank one time, and some guy went up to him. He's like, "Hey, you're Mick Foley." And my dad's like, "What?" Oh. And, and and he's 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 like he's like you're Mick Foley, the wrestler. And my dad's like, "No, I I don't know who that is." And the guy's like, "Right, all right, you have a good day, sir." It's like, don't mandible claw me or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And so I told my dad who Mick Foley was. <laughs> he should have ran with it. I know, well, he does. My dad knows nothing about wrestling. <laughs> like. I think, you know, if I mention wrestling, he'll be like, oh, like Hulk Hogan? I'll be like, yes, Dad, like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know, that's his one his one uh, wrestling reference he gets. Um, I, I do have a uh, cool story um, about Becky Lynch. Okay. Uh, you know, she's a – so she was on the show Billions one time, um, and I love that show. And so I, I posted on Twitter, I was like, hey, Jason, you know, Bateman. I was like, hey, we need to get Becky Lynch on Ozark. She saw that I posted that, and she was like, send for the man anytime, and then she followed me back on social media, and, like, now we're friends. Oh, like, that's we, the best. You know, we, chat every, we chat every now and then. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, she, she's a cool person. I'm, we haven't gotten to meet in person yet. Yeah, she got me and uh, my my two buddies tickets to day one on January first. Oh, okay. But because of COVID, it would have been, it was really hard to get backstage and uh, you know meet. Right. But I sent her, I sent her Seth Rollins and their and their baby girl like uh, some Ozark like like Ozark shirts, merch and so stuff. I, yeah. I mailed them some stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so crazy, that's that's so cool. They story. they seem like you know, you know we forget like they're these larger than life personalities. But I, I'm sure they like anyone else. They love meeting you know fellow fans and you know because they're fans of wrestling too. At the yeah. end of the day, right? So when are you making your wrestling yeah. debut? When are you going to jump yeah. in? When yeah, are you jump in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll have to ask Becky about that. Yeah. So, hey, so what do you think? Yeah, get one of the, one of those uh, cameo. Never Things. All right. Great. So, what would be your wrestling name and your and your finishing move? Ooh. Or your specialty that's move? Good. That's a good oh. question. Oh wow! Holy uh, cow! <laughs> oh man! We'll give you some time. To, we'll give you some time to think about. Yeah, yeah. That, that was I'll, the... I'll do my nerdy confession, and then and then you can come up with your your wrestling oh. thing. Um, my oh, nerd, my nerdy confession this week is um, so. As we all know, uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show is streaming on on uh, Disney Plus right now, and yeah, I haven't watched the last, I haven't watched the latest episode yet. Though. Okay, so this this will not be. I we won't spoil anything, but I, I'll okay. say this. So I watched <laughs> I watched this week's episode last night, very late at night, and um, it it had a scene in it that made me fall in love with Star Wars all over again. Okay. And I'll ask you after the show. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. We don't want to ruin it for Kevin. So, um, but it's it's one of those things where, you know, every once in a while, there's like Mandalorian has some of that in it, you know, um, and Rogue One had that scene at the end. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That. Right. <laughs> and it was just, it was so amazing. And the show, you know, it started off kind of slow and some people love it. Some people don't love it. But man, last night's episode, you're in for a treat when you watch it because uh, it was fantastic. Um, I was just sitting alone in my room watching. I'm like, yes, this <laughs> this is what I wanted. Do you have to be like a diehard? I mean, because I love Star Wars, you know, I'll watch it, but yeah. I don't know a ton about it. No, is no, it like this is Easter egg that I would need to know. Like, no, no, no. Stuff? This is this is oh, okay, uh, okay. featuring some well-established characters. And just some, oh, okay, cool. some good old fashioned Star Wars action. Um, okay. So yeah, th- that was it was amazing. Um, all right. So did you you have an idea of what your uh, at least what oh, your uh, wrestling persona? <laughs> if would not, be? we can go with your nerdy confession first. Yeah. Either either one's fine. Oh man. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Let's go with nerdy confession. There you go. Um, so. I was a huge comic book uh, collector when I was uh, when I was younger. Nice. Um, I loved uh, I loved Witchblade. Oh, okay. Yeah, Witchblade was good. Yeah, probably because I mean, you know, you're young. You're a young boy. And, you know, and it's the closest thing looking. to porn yeah. you can get. <laughs> it was pretty risque. Oh, a hundred percent. But I had the uh, I had the number one Witchblade. Oh, uh, nice. I had the number one uh, Spawn. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, and that, then I had Fathom. I remember cassettes. Uh, yeah. Um, which played? Um, the, the writer? Or, or yeah, he passed away. I can't. Um, 
not Straczynski. I don't know. I was never a big Witchblade fan. You, use your freaking phone in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to look like a professional, Cody. Uh, uh, Mike, J. Michael Turner. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Let's see if I, That sounds familiar. Because I went to like a Comic-Con uh, in Charlotte um, when, I was, when I was younger. And I think it was, the first, like, it was when Fathom first came out. Right. I don't even know if the comic book is around anymore, to be honest with you. But well, I think, I think it was his new comic book. Yeah, I think I it was like his... Time. Fathom was like his personal project, so I don't know if it, it continued after he passed away or not. So, uh, writer Brian Harberlin no. and Christina Z, artist, was Michael Turner. Michael Turner, the, the artist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you don't collect anymore? No, I did. Uh, I had the action figures too. I put the. Nice. I like stapled or like. I can't remember if I taped or like nailed like uh, the action figures on my wall. Like, yes. Nice. Uh, like the spawn characters from the movie. Yeah. Um, and then I did, you know, Witchblade. I collected the Ren and Stimpy comic books. Oh my God. Ren and <laughs> Stimpy is, is amazing. And it was one of yeah. those, one of those shows that I would watch at my uncle Rich's house that I couldn't tell my parents that he let me watch. <laughs> it was, that show was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was risky. I don't know how do Nickelode- Nickelodeon got away with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I have no idea. It was it was before like you know they would have it on late night. Yeah, and then no one would know that how crazy. No, they I just remember going. as a kid there was a scene where Powder Toast Man and there was like a girl <laughs> Powder Toast, and then like uh, he was like roasting a marshmallow and it was like melting, and she was like roasting a weenie and it was totally phallic. And I was just watching yeah. it as a kid, and I'm like, there's something messed up here. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but there's something definitely not right with this. Yeah. There's some fucking high producers at Nickelodeon. They just let you know what. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna see if we can roll with this and see if anybody says anything. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what. <laughs> yeah, Disney well, was like, let's try to hide the penises in the background. Nickelodeon's like, nah, we're just gonna show you the penis, right? There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna show you like butts and like. Yeah. I mean, and like, like, it's just Ren was definitely yeah. on some or Stimp, Stimpy. Stimpy was definitely, they were both on drugs, obviously. <laughs> They're like all like crazed and running around and stuff. It was. The 90s yeah. was wild. 90s were <laughs> wild. <laughs> Man, crazy. And the Rocco's Modern Life was, yeah. uh, was kind of like it. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't it quite was as. A little more kid like, but. Yeah, but still very yeah. out there and strange for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Um, well, uh, we're going to uh, take a quick little break, um, and then when we get back, we're going to sit, talk more with uh, Kevin here and uh, ask him about some of his acting adventures. So we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. See, it was a, a short break for us, <laughs> but it was a long commercial break for our listeners. 
little movie magic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know all about that. <laughs> we'll edit that in post. <laughs> it's just like on talk shows, like where you know it looks like they're talking to somebody. Yeah, we'll look, go, hey, we over talk back. to Christian when it when it's yeah. muted. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Stephen Colbert. You know that's you. Yeah, You're exactly. not going to a commercial for like five minutes. Come on now. Right, exactly. Exactly. Well, cool. So let, let's let's start from the beginning with you. And, you know, how did you get into acting? Um, were you in drama as a kid and, you know, always had the bug? Or was it something you kind of approached a little bit later? Uh, I would say I, I got into it in college. Um the I went in like my my undergrad was a computer science major. Oh, nice! And and I was because I was a big video game guy. I was like, you know what? I'll make a I'll make video games. How hard can that be? Yeah. Um, Apparently, not really hard. Very difficult. Yeah, really, really, really <laughs> difficult. Um, for one thing, you gotta have yeah, you gotta know how to do code. Shocker. Yeah, um, exactly. So. I got to college and, uh, you know, I, I took some uh, computer programming classes and realized I'm already having to ask for help. I'm not going to be making the next Last of Us game. That's right, right. So it's, uh, you I'm might be able to play, to do. be a character in Last of Us That's now. That's true. Though. Yeah. Love the game. I would love to be in the TV show, um, which we can talk about later. For sure. Nice. Uh, Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so I, I switched to an English major and minor in advertising uh, like the following semester because I was just like, I got to do something different. Sure. So my first English class was like, I think it was called English 110. And the the big project of the semester was we had to go see uh, the, the main play of the semester and, and write about it. So I was like, okay. Um, and I had seen plays before in high school. Uh, but, you know, in high school, when you get to go see a, a production, it's like, oh, sweet, two and a half hours of being out of class. Right. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and nobody's paying attention to the show. Uh, but it's a lot different when you see it, like, on a grander scale. So sure. when I got to, like, be in a big theater and watch it was a funny thing happened on the way of the forum was what the, oh, okay. what gotcha. the mu musical was called. And it was a comedy, it was a lot of fun. I was like, man, everybody's laughing and having a good time in the, in the audiences. I, I, I kind of want to be a part of that. That looks really cool. Um, so the next day, the cast, uh, and they were, they were students too. Um, they had like a little Q and a for anybody who wanted to come and talk to them. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I get to meet the cast, like almost like celebrities. Yeah. Um, and they were, you know, they were students. Um, and I was like, I was asking questions like, so how do I, you know, get involved in this? Like, how do I get started? And they told me that the next play that was coming up and when the auditions were going to be. Um, and that was good. That was uh, the Heidi Chronicles was the uh, was the next play. And okay. it was going to be in the black box theater. So smaller theater. And so I checked out the, uh, I checked out the play at the library, um, read it, 
and uh you know went to the audition it was like what they call a cold read so you don't know what your sides are going to be until you get there right and i uh, my memory sucks too so it was a <laughs> i still suck at cold reads like you have to have a good memory it's it's a different skill right absolutely um, so the uh so most of the time in that audition i was just looking down and you know and it's you're not getting anything out of the person that they're looking down at the paper the whole time. But this was all new to me. So I didn't get a call back or anything like that. Um, so I asked, uh, I asked the director, I was like, I mean, is there anywhere I could be a part of this somehow? I mean, I know I didn't get cast, but you know, is there any way I can help out? Yeah. Contribute and, in some way. Yeah. And he goes, well, we need, uh, we need people running tech you know, behind the, you know, backstage. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, count me in. Um, so I was all like eager to do it. And I met a lot of good people that way. I met one of my best friends uh, when he was doing that show. Um, and I told him actually in the audition, I didn't audition with him, but I saw him audition. And I, <laughs> I was like, Grayson, do I ever tell you 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 kind of you were kind of a dick when I met you the first time, <laughs> but he totally grew on me. Like when I got to know him, uh, like during the run of the show, he was such a cool dude. Yeah, and he's one of my uh, my biggest fans. Always supports me um, in my career, and same to him because he's doing his thing in New York. Nice. Um, but yeah, I uh, I did stage work on that which is its own kind of show really because yeah i actually did that you know, you in high school yeah. i i was one of the uh the spotlight operators which was like the coolest okay. job because you know you stand up there with this giant thing and you got to make sure your aim's on and stuff and you know got to know right. when people are entering and exiting the stage and stuff i don't know if i would trust you with that you'd probably do yeah i don't know why stuff. they trusted me with it but <laughs> Yeah, they, I don't think you would have trusted me to do that my first time. <laughs> I, I was one of the guys who was regulated to, uh, um, like, bring uh, the new, uh, what do you call it, like, props and Like things. scenery and stuff? Yeah, scenery. While the lights were down, and you only had so much time. So it was kind of uh, its own show, like, you know, like, oh, right, we got to do it. Yeah, we did this in great time, guys. Awesome. And we feel, like, awesome about it afterwards. Right, like it's like a little show, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was a lot of fun and getting to watch how the cast, you know, kind of got like uh, in the zone, like jacked up, ready to go for the right. show. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then I said after after the run, I was like, all right, I, I need to, make, I want to get in the next production. I gotta, I want to be part of that. Right, it looks really fun, and you know, it's like a family. So. The next play was um, was going to be a musical, and it was uh, what was it called? It was called Burial at Thebes, oh, which okay. was yeah, based on uh, Antigone, the Greek oh, okay. mythology. Um, and it was going to be a musical, and I didn't know that I I'm not a professional singer, but I realized that I had the ability to sing. At one point in college, at yeah. this point, I did not know that. Um, <laughs> so I was like, man, uh, I can't sing. But there was a couple parts that didn't involve 
uh, singing. Sure. So, and I was taking a Shakespeare class at the time because we had to find a monologue. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, we're reading Richard III right now. Ooh, that's a good I'll one. I'll just choose. Yeah, so I'll, I'll do the first monologue of the play, Now is the Winner of Our Discontent. Right. And of course, one of the hardest monologues, really. Uh, yeah. Well, Shakespeare in um, general, you know, is just yeah. so so unnatural. I had to, I mean, I was an English major uh, in college as well, um, and oh, it cool. and it was like anytime we had to study Shakespeare, like the stories were very cool, but getting through how they talked and wrote back then, it's so unnatural. Yeah. So it's you know, especially you know, you say you don't have a very good memories. Um, it's like trying to memorize something that is in another language almost it's it's tough yeah, yeah. prose and verse Ooh. i know it's it's some it's some uh, scary shit that's for sure. <laughs> uh, if you if you can tackle shakespeare and uh Chekhov, then you're in a good yeah you're in a good space and i mean it's funny because speaking of memorization like to this day i still remember parts of like romeo and juliet you know, because I think I played like Mercutio or someone like that, and it was like, "Do you bite your thumb oh, at oh. me? Do you bite your thumb at me, sir? No, but I do bite my thumb, sir." And it's like you got this yeah. memorized back and forth because you really had to like drill down and remember all of it. I never read any Shakespeare. Yeah. No, never. God. Well, it's okay. You've got you've done okay. I've, I've gotten this far. English is my second language, man. So yeah. you know, I'm proud of myself. I've gotten this far. Yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, so. Yeah, so I did the uh, the Richard III monologue for the audition and got a call back. Nice. And then, um, you know, they gave me dialogue from the play. Um, and then I got the role as, uh, I think it was Comical Guard. <laughs> nice. what the character's name was. <laughs> Comical uh, Guard. <laughs> Comical Guard. And it was cool because uh, we kind of broke the fourth wall. And we had a ramp going down the uh, the middle of the uh, of the aisles. Oh, okay. Um, so, of course, and Comical Guard is bring like I bring in Antigone because you know because she's arrest I'm, I arrested her and I'm bringing her to Creon gotcha. because she's uh, supposed to go to jail because she I think um, did something with her brother's ashes. And she wasn't supposed to because he was a traitor. Right. And that was kind of the deal of the ship, the story. Um, but my brain, when I saw that ramp, was like, oh, shit. That's like wrestling. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was like, it was like full circle, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, so the I fireworks like the are going to shoot out of the sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the rock or Stone Cold, like, yeah. coming down the ramp. In like scene two or whenever it was that I that I appeared. That's awesome. Um, so your wrestling so, debut, yeah, you man, got that, to play one of the heels, huh? You just yeah. came in like the villain, yeah, just yeah, bringing it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and now, but look at the crowd, like as you go by, because it was a really killer ramp that they made. Yeah, that's really I cool. Was, I was impressed. That's a cool idea too. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, um, get getting the audience more immersed in the production is, you know, it's one of those things that makes. Uh, you know any sort of live theater even better like yeah. like there was just the uh, yeah. what was it called the phantom of the opera um i forget which production it was but they had like a chandelier that would like lower over the crowd and stuff and it was pretty cool oh wow 
So but how do you get I, and then how do you get from there to now, you know, along acting alongside like Jason Bateman and two of the most famous Toms in the world? Tom Cruise and oh, well, they come, Tom Hanks. They come, they come and they, they saw me in the uh, the production. They there was, no, they're like comical guard. He needs yeah, that they guy. Just to be there. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, so after I graduated, um, I was like, I didn't. A lot of people were going to Chicago. Sure. So that was the that was the plan to, you know, do stage work in Chicago. Yeah. And so I was calling restaurants, like, I was like, hey, I'm going to be moving there, you know, in so-and-so months. Right. Can I fill out an application online? Um, but I realized that this was going to be, I, I hadn't had a, I didn't have a place. I didn't know where I was going to stay. Right. I didn't have money to move. Like, how was I going to do this? It just didn't, <laughs> it wasn't feasible. So I called my dad and I was like, dad, uh, I think I'm going to move back home after college um, and just, you know, try to get situated and see where I go from there. And when I, I remember when I told him I wanted to be an actor, he was like, well, that's great, but I'm not paying for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good and dad I, answer. <laughs> I was like, dad, you're not got to pay for me. I promise you. Yeah. Now, he he has, he helped me along the way, believe me. Sure. Um, but I was like, just, I was like, give me like 10 years. Um, I know it sounds like a long time, but I think that's, you know, there's a book called like the outliers, the, uh, the 10,000 hour rule. Um, oh, okay. And like, once you do something for 10,000 hours, you're a professional. So if I ever do that, if I ever pick up that guitar, yeah. <laughs> I'm on, I'm not, I'm not done with like hour one, but <laughs> right. if I go 10,000 hours. Yeah, I'll be professional. you got a ways to go. Yeah, I I, I might have yeah. put ten thousand hours on a guitar by now. I believe it. It's been a while. Oh, I'm sure. I still, I still don't know. Like no one pays me for it, so you know I don't know how <laughs> professional I am, but <laughs> I have a good time. It's a it's a lot of hours when you when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, I told my dad I was like, give me ten years, and I uh, so I moved back home. I got a, got headshots done got an agent which was hard to do like i was i didn't think i was gonna find one sure and the like i sent my uh my resume which was mainly um plays from mm -hmm. college and in my reel i did a uh, i did a film in college it never got made it was about the 70s um but i had footage from it sure so i sent that to him and like uh I think it was like a month, maybe a couple weeks go by and I haven't heard anything. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be really difficult. <laughs> and then he, and then he calls me out of the blue, leaves a message and says he's interested in, uh, in signing me. Um, and this is in the Southeast, like a local, like a Southeast agent. Sure. Um, who I still, who I still have to this day. Awesome. He's, he's my Southeast agent. Uh, and this is back like, I signed with him when MapQuest was a thing, so <laughs> I had to go. I was bad print it out too. Yeah, you print yeah. print out the directions and highlight the turns. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I had to go meet him at his place, um, which is the only time I've ever actually met him. And he told me that when I huh. when I met him, he's like, "This is probably the only time you're actually going to see me." Interesting. Um, and he was right. <laughs> yeah. You seriously? Uh -huh. You have not seen him since? 
now. I mean, I've seen pictures of him, but <laughs> yeah. It, it, until I heard his voice, I probably wouldn't know if they walk if he walked up to me. But oh, oh shit, Rusty, what's up, man? Yeah, it that's would be, crazy. I mean, crazy. I mean, I guess in today's day and age, like, or you know, even back then when you were getting started. Like that, as long as he's doing the job and calling, making the connections and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't really need a face to face, but it is, it is crazy to think. I don't know. That. My my only yeah. uh, knowledge I have is from Entourage, and they hung out with their agents all the time. So I was just like, that's how it's my reference. Point. <laughs> Party, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, you weren't going to parties and stuff. Yeah, with I him? thought that's how it happened. I don't know. <laughs> nah, Rusty Wiggs wasn't going to parties with me. Yeah. Um, but uh, he lived in a he lived a couple hours away. So sure. It would be kind of difficult. Like, if I was in town, you know, if I went there, yeah, I mean, we could probably, like, grab lunch or something. But, yeah, it's never it's never happened. I mean, I'll chat with him on the phone. He's he's a great guy. He's one of my one of my friends. Uh, yeah. And he he treat, he says, like, I'm kind of like his family because I've been with him. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing a good job, too. He's got 2008. He's gotten you into some some good projects and stuff, too. So. You know, yeah, Rusty. Yeah. Rusty's I a good be one. Here without him, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to Rusty. The audition. Yeah, love you, Rusty. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Um, where's that going with that? Uh, oh yeah. So I got the agent, and then my first audition was a North Carolina education lottery commercial. Nice. Um, gotta sell some lottery tickets. And, yeah, and. Uh, American Idol was a big thing at the time. Sure. Um, so they were doing a parody of American Idol. <laughs> nice. And I was auditioning to be the next Powerball. So that was kind of the gimmick. Uh, and they gotcha. had like people who looked like uh, like Simon Cowell, Randy, Paula. Yeah. Like they had lookalikes. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, but I was a cube wanting to be the next Powerball. And no, was, that's, uh, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a clever commercial. And it was like, it was like acting. Uh, it was like meta almost because yeah. it was my first audition with a casting director who I'd never, I'd never been in front of a casting director before. And the audition itself is an audition. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're so, auditioning to play someone auditioning something else. That seems really. No, like, just, how do you fail that? You yeah. know, like you're not acting no. like you're trying to try to right. get this point. Right. You you fail that if you overdo it. Right. Exactly. So I've been I've been taking acting classes, and I've always been I've always been taught you dance with the date in front of you. Yeah. So, I was just excited that I was getting half of my first audition. So how would Kevin feel? Who cares if he's. A, dressed up as a cube like, like on the day where right. we shoot it sure but right now i'm just happy to be in the room right yeah. I, i'm not aware that there's anything wrong with being a cube and wanting to be the next powerball right I, so of course so my my audition was like this happy-go-lucky guy who goes in and i don't even think i had a line really i think it was just uh he was like like simon cowell go, he goes you're a cube and I just look up and I go, and then I look at him and I go, yeah. And, and then like next, and I just and I walk out and as I'm looking at him still, yeah, like sidestepping with the key and, thing. And it was, I think I still have it on my actors access page. Uh, 
but yeah, it was that was my first, uh, and I booked it, and I booked it. Nice. So I booked something like right out the gate, and it was like five hundred bucks. I was super ecstatic. Yeah. But it was a non, it was non-union, so you don't get paid until they pay you. Right. It doesn't. They don't have to pay you within like two weeks. Oh, I so got it you. Took like ninety days to get a five hundred dollar <laughs> check, but I was like on top of the world thinking this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, so that was the first thing, and then uh, I auditioned for the show Army Wives a ton of times when that was on. Oh, okay. Uh, I was, I booked my first, uh, my first SAG job was a Burger King spot oh. with Tony Stewart, where oh. he was pretending like he worked there, but it was, I mean, the commercial makes it look like the uh, the the um. The customers don't know who it is, but right. yeah, no, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's totally staged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they know they, it's the customers are actually, aren't, aren't actual customers. Right. Right. So exactly. You know, you had to audition to be a customer. To be a customer. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I was super happy when I booked that. Um, and, uh, and then I got residuals for it, so that was cool. Ooh, you can make, awesome! You make good money on like a commercial, right? Residuals. Well, you think um, about it too. Yeah, it's I playing mean, all the time, you know. It's yeah, playing somewhere. But not only that, yeah. there are people who like we know them as commercial people, like Flo from Progressive. Oh, that's true, right? It's, right yeah. it's weird seeing her in other stuff. I don't remember her name, but I loved her in the Werewolf movie, the AT and T. Um, oh, the AT and T. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what her name. Yeah, was. yeah. She she's a great actor. Yeah, um, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the werewolf um, movie, but it was great. And I was like, "Oh, she can act!" Oh, I was yeah. like, and she's hilarious. Oh, we're, like, werewolves within. Yes, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. Nice, nice. Directed by Josh Rubin. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Yeah. It was underrated. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I I thought it was. I mean, you know, and she was great in it too. You know, I, I love finding those little uh, movies that maybe don't get enough attention, but are just like solid. Yes, yeah, you know, it was great. He's a good. He's a good director. I think he's got. He's got some good stuff on the way. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So I know you had auditioned um, for The Walking Dead, but I'm curious to what part you were going for for The Walking Dead. Oh. Oh. Um. Well, I mean, I auditioned uh, a number of times, like during the uh, during the show. Gotcha. Um, you just uh, which uh, you just I mean, wanted to be part of it. Dead. You just wanted um, to be, so there wasn't like a specific part. You were just just going to see if like you can land anything. Well, I mean, if it was a good audition, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I would audition. Yeah. Nice, nice. It's a, it's. I mean, it's tough to get on those shows, man. Well, it really for is. sure. So now let's let's talk. I think you know probably two of the more recent things that people know you from are Ozark. And um, Stranger Things now is is probably the newest one. Let's talk about Ozark. What is what is Stranger Things? I don't think I've ever heard. Of <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, to the people listening, it's this little indie show oh my on this small little yeah, yeah, streaming yeah. network. It's like the most streamed <laughs> show in the world right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So so how did Ozark come about? Because because now you're you're a pretty established part of that show. Um, and uh, was that just like another audition that you just like happened to land or uh, did you know someone involved in the production? How'd that one go for you? 
Uh, well, I got the audition um, back in like, uh, what was it, uh, 2016? Yeah. Um, when when it was just coming out, uh, my 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 agent Rusty got me the audition, and uh, yeah, I saw the breakdown. Sam Dermody, real estate agent, has a dog, loves peanut butter, something like that. <laughs> guy. All, uh, all the key character traits. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I did, I, and I think it was like three scenes that I had to do for the audition. So I taped them, felt really good about it, sent it in. And a couple weeks go by, I asked uh, my manager that I had at the time, I was like, hey, did you, uh, do you know uh, any info on Ozark? Any, anything from casting about that? And she found out that they were going to go with somebody older for the role. Oh. So I was like, all right, well, you know, this isn't my first rodeo. Like, I've, sure. I've been told no plenty of times, both by casting and by women. It's all good. <laughs> happens, happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but then uh, I was driving. Um, I lived in Atlanta at this time. I okay. moved to Atlanta in like 2015. Gotcha. So I was, I was driving back to Charlotte, where I used to live, uh, for a callback for a short film. And Rusty, my agent, he calls me while I'm driving. And he's like, hey, they want to book you for Ozark. Oh. And I said, I said, uh, well, I thought they were going to go with somebody older. And he goes, well, what can I tell you, man? They want to book you. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and this was my first, uh, like, recurring role sure um like a like a meaty recurring role right by just just what i was given for the audition i was pretty excited about it now i got on or so we did the table read like a number of weeks later and that's where i got to meet laura lenny nice. jason bateman julia garner um the rest of the entire cast right and kind of got the jitters out of the way because that was a huge Laura Lenny and Jason Bateman fan. Oh yeah. Um, so it's good to get the jitters out of the way. And then I got on set. Uh, and the first scene that we shot was my very first scene in episode two, season one, where Wendy shows up at the real estate office. And right. uh, she thinks something else is going on. When, when I lean my chair back, she, you know, <laughs> thinks I'm getting, Something like either right. I'm watching porn or I'm getting them looked at. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, then she sees the dog, you know, because I stand up and the dog shows up. Right. And is licking my, my toes. There's still people to this day that think the dog was doing something else. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, yeah. man. There's How some... could you ever root for a character knowing that? <laughs> right. They would have killed me off in season one had I been the guy yeah. that <laughs> his dog licked peanut butter off his dick or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just... No, that's not what happened. So did you know all. or did you have a feeling like the show was going to be as big as it got? Or um, you were just kind of like just went for it like, hey, let's see. Let's see what it's going to be. I had a feeling it was going to be a big show. Um I was a big fan of the movie The Accountant. Oh yes, um, that Bill that Bill Dubuque did. I loved his style, um, and he was the one that created Ozark because uh, he he would go like to the Ozarks um, 
when he was younger with his family and that's how he came up with the idea right um but i had a feeling like laura lenny being attached jason bateman the scripts were fucking awesome like just gritty uh and when i was watching the playback i just had i just had this feeling that the show was going to be a success and maybe it was my naivete but i was excited to think because i had a feeling that my character could stick around sure um, you know and i remember like the second day on set i was back at video village like watching playback and one of the uh, executive producers, writers, is like sitting behind me and she introduces herself to me and says that she's writing episode seven uh, and it's a scene with me and my mom. So I'm just like, oh, so we're going to, we're going to meet. So I'm back. Mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the world is growing and I'm sticking around. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. And yeah, it's, uh, it was a blessing that they just kept writing me in each season and giving me cool story arcs and love interest and all that kind of stuff and yeah it, it, it was a lot of fun that's awesome so let me ask you a, let me ask you one jason bateman question because i'm i'm uh-huh. a huge jason bateman fan like from arrested development is one of my favorite shows of all time is he does he have that dry humor in person that like does he ever turn it off or is that just him acting constantly no, that's 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 Jason. That's that's just a sense <laughs> yeah. of humor. Yeah, yeah, he's such a such a cool dude, so down to earth, such a nice guy, and he was such a great boss to have for four seasons. And and I'll say this too, he he is a a very good actor because you know he's done quite a bit of comedy stuff. He plays kind of the straight guy yeah. in a comedy show, but like something like Ozark. It's a very, you know, yes, there are little moments of, of comedy and stuff, but it's a very serious show, too. And, you know, I think uh, he definitely p- fits into that well, too. I think people usually, when they think of him, yeah, they think of him as, like, the funny guy. But right. then um, right. you got shows like The Outsider, too, and you know, which I think he directed right, a yeah. couple episodes of that, he too. He directed a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So it's like, yeah, he's got range. But, yeah, like you said, most people will think of him as a. Yeah, kind of the. the yeah, the straight guy in a in a comedy show. Or it's something. gone a long way since Teen Wolf Two, man. <laughs> Teen <laughs> Wolf Two. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, he, his range is crazy. Like he, like have you ever seen the movie uh, The Gift? Yes, 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 yes. With the neighbor. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, complete like a twist. Like he'd be, he was like a bully. Right. And yeah. Just like whoa. Yeah, I know, and and it's, it's like, awesome. and I think that's you know that that's a good actor is when they can swap roles like that instantly and still make it believable you know it's not like you know trying to make you know someone like mike myers into something like serial killer or an action hero or an action hero yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i'd watch that movie i mean you know but i don't know i know it wouldn't be for everybody (laughs) um so i i mentioned earlier too you you've also worked on uh uh what was it the uh the american no what's it called the Tom Cruise movie. Oh, uh, oh, uh, American Made. American yes. Made. I was gonna say Made in America, but <laughs> that's a different movie. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, so American Made, and then also you had a, a part in the uh, the uh, Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. The Tom Hanks. Um, I uh, I shot some stuff for it. Yeah. Um, I didn't make it in the movie, 
Gotcha. Uh, but you like we did a sing- Yeah, I I wasn't on the I wasn't on set when uh, when Tom Hanks was there. Gotcha. I was going to ask uh, which was your favorite Tom. So I I <laughs> guess I guess we'll have to assume it's Tom Cruise then cuz why wouldn't he be? <laughs> uh, um, did he did he yeah, invite no, you to any yeah, Scientology he, stuff or uh, <laughs> you didn't get didn't get an invite? <laughs> he did not ask me anything about like hey, so what's your religion? Yeah, he, exactly. He didn't, he didn't, None of that. Yeah, he, he was a cool dude though. Um, and my stuff may, didn't make it into that movie either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... We shot, we shot a scene and, and, uh, have you seen American made? Uh, I, I watched it back when it came out. Um, though, you know, as big a Tom Cruise fan as I am, I'm, I, I don't remember that one as much as like your top guns and mission impossibles, but I remember it was, yeah. you know, it was a fun show or a movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was, a. Uh... Like the scene that I did ended up being it turned they turned it into like a montage where he's like leaving the hotels or the motels. Yeah. I think around the end of the movie. Um but what we shot was I was an IRS agent and I'm coming to audit him. Right. Um, and he's like loading stuff in his in his car. I think we did one at the trunk of the car and then we did one at the at the door in the motel and unfortunately neither one of them uh made it into the uh that that's okay i I mean at the end of the at the end of the day you still you know were there with tom cruise which is awesome Uh now so it's on my resume opposite tom cruise for sure yeah absolutely so now let me ask you this of all the other toms in hollywood who would be the one you would want to work with the most like we got tom holland Uh spider-man Tom Hiddleston, Loki from Marvel's mm-hmm. Thor. Uh, Tom Hardy, Venom, yeah, various other things. Or Tom <laughs> Hanks, for that matter, you know, because you weren't oh, weren't man. on there with the same time. I I would go uh, – I'm going to go with Tom Hanks since yeah. I didn't actually get to meet him. And, you know, the, he's his range is insane. And right. And it would be awesome to be in any scene with him. Yeah, he yeah. he's a, he's a legend. Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, they're all they're all good too. Yeah. Sure. Also, if if you if you uh, act with one of those guys, odds are you're in the MCU, and that's that's its own monster, you know. <laughs> so that would be cool too. So let's talk from your lips to God's ears. Man. Yeah, man. Let's <laughs> we got to put it out there. You know, you know? The, I've you know well people who listen to us know like Disney definitely and Marvel listen. We've yes. definitely thrown out some ideas. That ended up happening. So who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe it's going to happen. We're, we're pretty sure that Kevin Feige is like one of our biggest fans. He won't sign up for the Patreon. Not yet. Not yet because he doesn't want it out there. But uh, we've definitely we've called a lot of things that have happened in Marvel movies like years before they uh, oh, wow. before they came out. We even we even uh, we said, hey, we think that the next Marvel movie that one of the ones that they should work on is Blade. So I called the movie. Yeah. I was like, I think the next thing they should work on is Blade. They the should Marvel bring Blade. Should bring, so you bring vampires, and then this guy actually called out the actor. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, Marshal Ali would be awesome as Blade. Oh, and then yeah, we, he's going to be great. That, that, uh, that week, we went to San Diego Comic-Con, and they announced, ooh, ooh. they brought him out and announced the movie and him as Blade. And we were both there. I in the feel audience. Like, like some listeners don't believe us that we called because yeah. we recorded it a week before right. it happened. 
But then we put out the episode a week later. So it came out roughly around the same time it was announced. So it's like, ah, oh, you know, no one, no one really buys it like that. But we know. We know. We know. It was recorded. You can check the dates on the computer. <laughs> I believe you guys. I believe. Did you actually call, like, you called Mahershala Ali? Like, he did. Yeah, called, Cody uh, did, yeah. I called the movie, wow. yeah. Because I think, I think he's, you know, that guy's an incredible actor. First of all, but I could also see, and he hasn't done much like I don't think he's really done much actiony stuff, but I just he could play like the the cool collected daywalker yeah. blade, you know. Well, he was a uh, wasn't he cotton cottonmouth or uh, in uh, yeah he was he was in the. I was gonna say, how are they gonna how are they gonna like? Uh, so I think address are you just don't address it? Nah, they deal? probably won't. I think they won't address it because one thing that they've kind of done is, and they're already talking about this with Daredevil, is that they're going to yeah. kind of rework his story a little bit to bring it into the MCU. Um, so I think they'll just kind of you know ignore it because Cottonmouth is not you know he's not in the spoiler alert for that show that came out four <laughs> years ago or whatever, but uh, yeah. he's not in that show anymore or he wasn't when that show ended. And so I think you know they can bring him in, and he'll he'll do just fine. I mean, he's but he's he's going to be great, I think. So Wait, I feel he it. Was, he was in Luke Cage, not Daredevil, right? No, yeah, Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah, he was one of the villains in That's in Luke right. Cage. Um, but it seems like Mar- Marvel is taking those Netflix shows, which were were uh-huh. all fantastic. You know, Iron Fist. Yeah. Some people kind of argue. I still had a good time watching it. Um, but they're kind of oh, taking. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, and I, I really wish we had seen where that show was going when they showed the after credit scene. Oh, Remember yeah. that? I would have loved it. Anyway. Um, but I, I feel think, it, though. You're going to get a part. I know it. Yeah. Down the line. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, one of the Toms. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, let we got a little time left. Let's talk a little Stranger Things. Um, Let's do it. Now, we'll, we'll try not – we'll dance around like – who your character actually is in the show so we don't ruin anything but you're basically playing a young robert england who people may know is freddy krueger most most famous yeah and um you're playing him as a younger person in probably my favorite at least so i'm halfway through the show i haven't i haven't finished it yet okay well halfway through season four i should say um, I finished it, so we can. That's his fault. We can talk about it. We can ruin it. Don't you dare ruin it, please. <laughs> but uh, oh, which episode? So, are you on episode uh, like four oh? I think I'm on five or something. Yeah, I think I'm on. I think I got halfway through five. So here's a funny story. So I was watching. Okay. I, I was uh, dating this girl, and we were we were like, let's let's binge through all of Stranger Things. And so we got like through episode four, four and a half, something like that. You know, so we're probably, I was probably halfway through five. And uh, then I had to, you know, go home for the night or whatever. And then like she stopped calling me. So I was like, oh, should I watch? Should I watch Stranger Things or should I wait to see if she calls? <laughs> she never called back. So now I'm, I'm on my own to watch Stranger Things. So I, I need to get back into it and watch it. But. <laughs> Uh, so it's her fault. It's yeah. her fault that I haven't finished it. But I did see the episode uh, that you were in, at least the first one. I don't know if you come if you come back later in it or not. But I will say that scene was probably my favorite of of what I've seen in that show so far. Like, without giving too much away, kind of a creepy haunted house vibe, and just some terrible, terrible things happening to people. And it was awesome. What was it like working on that show? 
Oh, it was great, man. Um, and of course, they're very secretive. Yes. Shows. So I really didn't know what was going on um, when we were shooting it. Uh, like, when I got the audition, it was dummy sides, which means like, like, uh, like from something else. Oh, okay. That was the audition piece. Um, and it was from the movie Signs. Ooh. Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. And it was a scene... It was a scene uh, where he is seeing his wife the last time before she dies because she is in that car wreck and she's like right. just on the hood of the car. Right. So when she's like, tell so-and-so scene, to swing away. That, that's yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that was a good movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was the audition piece. Um, and it said in the breakdown, this is how secretive they like to be. Yeah. They were looking for somebody who look like Bill Maher, right? So, okay. like, a young, like a young Bill Maher. Okay. And I was like, oh, so is Bill Maher going to be in Stranger Things? What? Could you imagine Bill Maher in yeah. Stranger Things? That would be so weird. Nah, he would never. But then I looked, yeah, but, th- but then I looked at like a younger picture of him and I sent it to my manager that I have now. I was like, do I look like a young Bill Maher? And he goes, no. Really. <laughs> um, but then I found out when I was like, uh, do like um, in wardrobe, like they were, you know, picking out what I was going to be wearing for the show. Sure. They told me that Robert England was uh, was going to be playing me, was going to be playing the older me. Gotcha. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So a young Bill Maher is kind of similar to a young Robert England. Interesting. I don't think like, so, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't want even the actor that's auditioning to know, right? What you know they're auditioning for. That's that's crazy um, how how secretive yeah. they are. And I mean, it makes sense because again, without having a little bit of secrecy. You know, we've all seen these leaks that come out where it totally spoils movies. Yeah, the and whole stuff. Spider-Man stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know how how much better oh. is it when you go in fresh, and everything that happens is is a surprise and excitement. So, I, I get it for sure. But it is funny hearing how you have to kind of deal with that on set and during the audition process. So, at what point yeah. do they let you know, like, hey, it's for Stranger Things? That oh, uh, well, I knew it was for the show. I mean, oh, okay. okay. They, yeah, they just didn't want to let on who who the I character is. Version of yeah, yeah. Um, because I think in the breakdown, it just it said like young man back from the army, right? Uh, had, dealing with a trauma, dealing with a loss in in his family, right? Um, and you know, you saw episode four of four, so you right. know yeah, kind exactly. of why it said that. Uh, so. Yeah, man. I uh, I had a feeling that it was going to be a major part of one of the storylines, mm-hmm. just by what, what we were shooting. Um, sure. And uh, yeah, man, it was it was so much fun. I shot it early twenty twenty, okay. like March, like right before the pandemic. Oh. <laughs> and then, so we shot for a couple days, then everything shut down. Right. And then we shot again in late 2020. Okay. And then we shot some more in early 2020, uh, 2021. 
and then I also shot it one more time, or maybe a couple times, while I was shooting season four of Ozark. Oh, um, so twenty twenty one was a was a busy year for me. I was I was blessed to have a good twenty twenty. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's crazy that they had to bring yeah. you back so many times. But I guess it, narratively, it was it, money. It was money I needed. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but I guess it's kind of funny because narratively it kind of works too. Because this this doesn't give too much away of the plot, but you're you're basically you move into this house and it it takes place. You know, it's a flashback of multiple t- time periods. So you go through like five or six different you know uh, costume changes and stuff. So hey, if you look a, yeah. a you know a year older in one, you know, fits with the story. You know, he's like, man, what was happening in the house? Like yeah. you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, I love uh, I love how the Duffer Brothers. I mean, they're huge '80s fans. Yeah, well, obviously, and, you know, <laughs> they love it. Yeah. So, and to, and I'm sure they were super stoked when Robert England decided to be a part of the show. Absolutely. And of course, the and this is like the darkest of the seasons, I think. Um, Absolutely, I think and so. It's definitely an homage to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. It's like a love letter to that stuff, and it's it's beautiful, and that doesn't give anything away to anybody, right? But, yeah. Right, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I'd yeah. agree. It it definitely has those Nightmare on Elm Street vibes, and I'll say this too: it's definitely the the most engaged I've been in the show since the first season, and you know, it's they've just they hit that right you know combination of nostalgia, where it feels like something familiar, but it's also something new. And that's that's a hard thing to do, you know. It's it's not easy to come up with something that feels fun and familiar, but also surprises us and keeps us guessing. So it's a good show. I also really love that they did the satanic panic and stuff. Like, yeah, that was yeah, cool. yeah. Like, uh, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Fun, fun story. Uh, so on this show, we actually had um, Luke Gygax, who is the son of Gary Gygax, who was the creator of Dungeons and Dragons. And um, okay. when we had him on, he talked about kind of like li- being at home with his dad when the satanic panic was happening. And everyone was saying like, you know, hey, he's, you know, this this game convinces kids to worship the devil. And his dad's just like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just a game where I, you pretend to be an elf. Like, I, what's- just, I just I've actually watched documentaries about yeah. him. He's like such a sweet guy. Like, yeah. he's clearly not. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's but- like this this nerdy dude who, with a ponytail who just loved playing, you know, fantasy games. But and he was caught in the middle of the satanic panic. But have you have you played a game of D&D before? I, I have never played D&D. Oh, yeah. It looks I mean, like. It looks like fun. I mean, so you you have one person who is the the key the key master, the dungeon, dungeon master, uh, dungeon master. But You're I think like, Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the dungeon master, the dungeon and, master. And he like so he's not involved in the game, right? He is like the. It's kind of like, like the, the nar- god. He's, he's kind like, of like the narrator, essentially. So, um, right. So in our games that we play, I'm generally the dungeon master, and you would be kind of the one setting up the scene like, okay, you walk into a tavern. It's, you know, it's a busy night, you know, all the tables except for one are filled. And the, uh, the, you know, the manager of the 
pub comes over and he's he says and then you actually narrate all the non-playable characters to so be like what can i get for you lads and you know you have to kind of play along with the players you know you would love it because you love video games and an actor yeah so it's like you would enjoy because it it's basically a video game you get to act in that where it's, you can try to do whatever you want but the right. dice is going to decide and the dungeon master will decide whether you succeed or not yeah yeah it's definitely i and i think you know We've seen other uh, actors who who do re- obviously the critical role, which they're all voice actors, get really into it. But Joe Mangiello has yeah. his group of of uh, players too. But it's it's a fun game, oh, wow. and it's uh, it's it's really cool because you can you can do it for as short or as long as you want. Like we could like the the kids in Stranger Things are playing this long campaign with their same characters every week, you know, n- night after night. But you can also play like a, a, what they call a one shot, which is just like, hey, let's sit down for three hours and we're doing one little dungeon or one little adventure and then it's over. And those can be really fun, too. But um, you're welcome wow. at our table anytime. You yeah. can join us. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You can join the what, game. Uh, so. So do you have to. Um, so I'm guessing the Dungeon Master, mm-hmm. they come up with the story like. A number of days in advance, like they create this. Yeah, you so, can't do it on the fly, right? Well, I, I do with my niece every other night. Yeah. <laughs> I never have anything wow. planned. Yeah, I'm just like Holy I'll just cow. I just start and I just do a lot of improv, a whole lot of like you know, yes and right is what I use. <laughs> wow, but I'd say more traditionally, um, either the dungeon master will create this world and a general plot outline, and then. You know, you can never really tell what your players are going to do. So you may set it up where, like, you're thinking they're going to see the shady guy at the bar and they're going to want to, like, spy on him and they're going to see him, you know, passing off a note to someone else. And and that's kind of the plot line you expect. But then they're like, now let's get out of this bar. This bar is lame. And they go to a different part of town (laughs) and you have to kind of adapt your story to suit that needs. But there, there there are also, like, pre-made printed adventures from uh the company that creates it uh, wizards of the coast oh okay so you can have yeah. it's like a big book and it has like setting notes and like plot lines and characters and you know those can be a lot easier too but i will say um there's challenges in that too because you have to stick to the plot that's in this book and you know again if the players go off too crazily you you have to figure out how to get back to where the book wants you to be so but not only that i mean like like for when we gave him like not on purpose but like we gave yeah. him a rough go because <laughs> like in one, in one in one in one game session we we just went to an island where we weren't supposed to stop at right see who was there and he just made up a fisherman at the moment and we yeah. just spent a whole game talking to this fisherman <laughs> talking to this guy that i just made up on the spot I forget what was his name. It was it was something Seaman or I don't know. Like Clarence Seaman, the the fisherman. And we just ended up buying fish, and we were like, "This guy is so interesting." Like, yeah, and they weren't even supposed to go there, but you just have to kind of roll with it for a while. In so. fact, it was so good that at the end of the game, we're like, "We're surprised that this character was written in the book." He's like, "I just made him up." On he was the spot. not in the book, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Like there was so much because we were just grilling him, yeah. asking him questions yeah. on the spot. He was just coming up with stuff. Yep. That's that's what it's like to be a dungeon master. Yeah. <laughs> nice, but yeah, yeah, you have to play it sometime. But you know, it's it's a it's a fun thing to do, and you know, 
um, as long as you can find someone who's a dungeon master, you know, they'll kind of walk, walk you through it. And it's, it's, uh, it may seem daunting, but you know, it's just like auditioning for, you know, a role, you know, you just have to kind of put on, put yourself in the shoes of the character. Yeah. So if you want to audition for one of the playable characters for Cody, we'll see, you know, if you make the cut, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk to Rusty and we'll see if we can get you in. <laughs> so, uh, we've got a couple minutes left. Uh, is there any fun upcoming projects that you have that you can tell us about? I know sometimes you can't talk about stuff, but anything you're excited for uh, going forward? Um, I've got a, I've got some stuff in the mix. Uh, I've got a show called Florida Man uh, that'll be out later this year, probably. I would say. Nice. Late, late this year. There's no date yet, but sure. Yeah. Can, that's, can uh, you say what network or streaming service that we might be able to see that on? It's if you can, yeah, that's so okay. On, no, it's gonna be on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Comedy, I hope. Yeah, I mean, with a name like um, with a name like Florida a Man. Dark, a dark comedy. I, oh. I, I would say it has some comedy in it. Yeah. Probably. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's look I'll look forward to that. Well, uh, thank you so much for spending this time with us and kind of telling us your story. It was absolute blast learning about, like, kind of where you come from and, and what it's like working with some of these awesome actors on these awesome shows. Um, is, is, there any, is there anything you want to uh, plug out there? Like, do you want people to follow you on Twitter, watch – which show do you do you want them to watch? You know, plug whatever you want to plug because uh, we want people to uh, get to know you as just like we have. Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, if I don't bore people, if they want to check, you know, <laughs> look at me on Twitter, it's uh, you know Kevin underscore L underscore Johnson, and then on uh, Instagram, Kevin L Johnson was taken. Oh. So I had to put. I had to put the Kevin L. Johnson. There you go. To be kind of, kind of like a diva, but it was the only thing that was available. Yeah. No, um, that's okay. Let the other yeah, Kevin L. Johnson know <laughs> that you are the Kevin L. Johnson. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, there you go. Awesome. And, of course, watch Ozark. If you haven't, if you haven't yeah. seen that show, it's awesome. I will say it stresses me out watching it. So I have to, I have to watch it in little chunks. Because it's kind of like, uh, kind of like Breaking Bad was yeah. like that too, where you're just mm -hmm. like, oh my god, these people are making such bad decisions. <laughs> Let's just. Oh, so you haven't finished it yet? I haven't finished it yet. No, I I started. Oh, okay. I started watching, uh, uh, watching it again after a long hiatus because Christian said he, there was a chance you'd come on the show. So I'm like, okay, let me get back into it. You know, I've I've relaxed enough, but uh, yeah, I, I need to catch up on that. I'm, I'm like, uh, I think I just finished season two. And I watched like okay. one or two episodes of season three, I think. So unprofessional. Our guest I know. is here. Two of the shows he's on, you haven't finished. <laughs> I know, I know. There's there's just so much content, guys. I've been trying to keep up. Cody. There's Obi-Wan. There's Miss <laughs> Marvel. Which, Stranger Things. Oh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. I just watched the new episode of Miss Marvel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watched it this morning. I really I really like Miss Marvel so yeah. far. Um and they left on kind of a cliffhanger on this last one, so um, definitely expect a full episode on on Miss Marvel once the show's over. So. Stranger Things, we can forgive me and Kevin will forgive you because yeah. you know there yeah. was the, there was oh, a girl. Is getting my heart broken not enough of a penance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you are may, forgiven, Kevin, maybe since you're here and maybe she's listening, you know, man, like maybe you can say a little something to get her to to you know. No, please, give... please don't do that. 
<laughs> brought her up enough on this show. Uh, but Kevin, uh, thank you so much for spending time. I know you know you're a busy guy, especially with all these shows and whatnot. Uh, you were absolute delight to talk to. So thanks for spending the time with us, man. You too, guys. Thank you. All right, guys, and make sure you like and subscribe to the videos. Follow us on all the social medias and subscribe to uh, the podcast on any podcast platform. Christian, it's been a pleasure as always. See Kevin, thanks again for taking the time. And uh, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now 